What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Double Down Debates. As always, I'm your host, David Thompson. Firstly, happy Juneteenth. For those of you that don't know about Juneteenth, on January 1st, 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation went into effect. But it wasn't until June 19th, 1865, that the final enslaved people in Texas learned of their freedom. So in light of that, and in an attempt to celebrate and reflect on this year's Juneteenth, I had my friends Evan Lanier and Moses Chavez Gray join the show. We discussed if the NBA should return at all, get into our personal experiences with the Black Lives Matters movement, and what changes we'd like to see in sports and in the real world. Enjoy. Double Down Debates begins in 3, 2, 1. All right, Evan Moses, how are you guys doing? Evan, you've been on the show before once, I think. Yeah, like a year ago. Uh, <laughs> Over a year ago. Um, but we're back. Moses, first time Double Down Debates guest. Yes. How are you doing? I am doing, I'm doing good, man. I feel good. Um, very, very uh, interested to see how this all goes down, see how it all plays out. Um, definitely heard the podcast before, but yeah, thank it's you. Different to be on it. Yeah. Um, how you guys doing in all this COVID land we're still living in? Uh, COVID is a myth. Like, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, I've been staying in, I haven't been outside yeah. more than place in one day. So yeah, what is it? Um, yeah, basically just like staying in, not really going anywhere. It's like I mean it's relaxing, but at the same time, um, I just I don't know it gets boring. But at the same time, like you want to be healthy, you want to make sure everybody else stays healthy. So got to do what yeah. we got to do. I'm de- mask. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely getting sick of it. I mean, it's been we're recording this June what nineteenth, June nineteenth, and it's like oh my gosh. I mean. March 30, or no, March 11th is when the NBA shut down. That feels like that was like a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's when school, school shut down too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. on spring break and everything shut down. And that just feels like in class, like in-person mm-hmm. classes feels like forever ago. I mean, yeah. I just finished like my little six-week semester of summer classes. And that's like, I mean, it's just, fly- I mean, what's kind of, I guess, good is that's kind of flying by, but I think mm-hmm. it's flying by more because I'm bored <laughs> And like, for whatever reason, I, I, mean, I guess I've been busy too. And like, I don't have anything like, look, for, I just like, I, I do have a lot to look forward to because I want things to like start opening back up and everything. But like, I don't know, it's, it's just kind of crazy. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm over it. I just wish it would go away. And it's, it's not, I mean, the Florida cases are shooting back up. They're, I mean, they're higher than they ever have been on a daily basis. So it's like, my thing is like, I feel like the cases actually have been, uh, like the cases actually haven't gone up too much or as much as we think they have. Um, it's just testing has increased. So now mm-hmm. more known cases are like, you know, like I think a lot more people have it than uh, what they've been uh, testing. Oh, I, I mean, I agree, especially earlier on. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot more cases than people realize and it's kind of I catching think, up. I think it was circulating in the uh the winter like december and november yeah yeah i feel like i already had it honestly <laughs> were you sick yeah. in december i was november, oh, november. Really? everybody was sick in like december january like yes. that's that's when i it's the winter that's when it's gonna be like not flu season covid season yeah i mean and that's the whole thing with oh they're talking about the second wave and all this and it's like <laughs> we're not know the first wave it's like is that even gonna happen i don't know all this stuff doesn't make and i feel like as time goes along like there are more tests we're better prepared i can't imagine we live in a world where things will ever get worse to when it was say in april or so 
when it when like it has done. to be like now we're all smarter about it i feel like mm-hmm. um most of us happen yeah, yeah most, most of us <laughs> yeah but, but at least like the healthcare professionals are smarter about it and like the governing um bodies mm-hmm. you would think um right but that's not necessarily what we're here to talk about is uh, <laughs> discussing our uh our COVID 19 theories and thoughts but it does yeah. have something to do with it so the nba as we all know was suspended as i just mentioned on march 11th um they are planning on now returning to disney world wide world of sports on july 30th now that's when the starting date for games is going to be they'll be moving there soon in in like the first week of july or so um things are already you know, getting planned out there's a big plan that just came out recently of all the different um kind of events and sort of like activities that the players will have and where the hotels are going to be and all this but the thing is so it was probably like a week ago maybe a little over a week ago now the you know like i was just saying all those plans are in place because the nba and the NBA Players Association agreed on all these terms. And about five days ago, I think it was now, kind of the point of our conversation, or at least the biggest chunk of it. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, earlier this week, last week, Kyrie Irving led this 80-person Zoom call, similar to what we're on right now, where um, basically it was, he was saying that they, the players should not return. Um, you know, since the death of George Floyd, there's been a huge, huge, like um you know kind of i forget how i put it like uh rejuvenated like the black lives matters kind of movement has been kind uproar of, yeah uproar it's been it's been just it's been like brought back to life in like kind of the eye of the whole world where i feel like it's kind of i don't know it, and it's kind of messed up because you, you, there's almost been times where it's more popular than others and mm-hmm. um you know it's been bigger than others and I mean, this time around, it's, it's, and it feels different. So basically what Kyrie was saying, um, I'm just kind of saying this for the audience, is that mm. I don't want a direct quote um, that came from Shamsaranio from The Athletic said that's supposed to be from Kyrie. Mm. I don't support going to Orlando. I'm not with the systemic racism and bullshit. Something smells a little fishy. Um, that was apparently a quote that he said, too. He said, I'm willing to give up everything I have for social reform. Um, he also ended it by saying something along the lines like, you know, if we play whatever. So firstly, I mean, I have a lot of different kind of, there's a lot of ways we go into this, but I firstly just want to ask you guys, what do you think of his comments? And do you think the NBA should return? Like if you could choose as, I mean, you know, as a big supporter of Black Lives Matters, obviously you both are African-American. Like, yeah. What do you guys think of those comments? Do you think that is the way to go about it because he's basically arguing that it's a distraction um, that like, it like we have so much momentum. Like we just said, you said it's been kind of like, um, an uproar, yeah. Yeah. The, an uproar of it um, since, since the George Floyd death, like what are you guys thoughts on that? Do you agree with him? Do you disagree? Um, whoever wants to um, go first. Yeah. Yeah. I can go real quick. Uh, so basically uh, my thought on the matter is uh, from like Kyrie's uh, initial statement, because I know in recent times we've noted he's kind of been like bouncing, bouncing around um, some different places and like starting his own league or whatnot. But I think like based yeah. off the, in- the initial uh, statement, I, I think I can see both sides, but I think uh, from like my initial standpoint, I'd probably have to like agree. I think it, it could be uh, a, a big distraction just kind of in the momentum that the uh, movement has been garnering in recent times. And even, you know, even now it's like not really losing momentum. However, it's losing like a lot of 
media coverage. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, uh, starting the NBA back up would only further participate in uh, losing that media coverage. Um, I think, you know, I think there's ways that the NBA could actually like help in garner, like, you know, actually like increasing the media coverage if they go about it uh, strategically, you know, um, in a kind of like a smart way, kind of like not just address it and then let's play basketball. Like it has to be like a pivotal part in uh, how they would resume uh, the sport. But if not, I'd I'd say then starting would only be uh, a further distraction and uh, you know, people's heads would start turning, turning towards that. And I think uh, just to cite an example of how this kind of relates is there's, um, and not to say it's not like a pressing, uh, a, a pressing issue or controversial issue between, um, you know, J. Cole and uh, No Name as two artists. Um, but I think, you know, that's been garnering a lot of attention. But I think it's also been uh, taking away attention from what we're really trying to get at uh, in solidarity and moving forward with the movement, um, which I think, and that's just something small between two artists. I think, you know, starting a league uh, that people watch would, would have a way bigger impact. Yeah. What do you think, Evan? What are your thoughts? I I feel the same way as Moses and Kyrie from not, not his separate statements about starting up a new league or whatever he's talking about. Yeah, I forgot to mention that, but I just kind of ignored that crap (laughs) because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Kyrie doesn't make sense most of the time. Yeah. He does have points like this one. And I think that the NBA could be a distraction and I feel like it could likely be a distraction. It could be done correctly. And like, where they, I don't know, where patches and, and like interviews, player interviews, they speak on cause, on the cause and stuff. But I just, I, it feels like times are so delicate right now because mm-hmm. this has never happened before. And we don't mm-hmm. know what would happen if the league does start. But mm-hmm. we do know what's happening now without the league. So it's like, I feel yeah. like, I feel like I can see the other side though, but I feel like we need to just keep on doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, I think, from it. I mean, I think when we first, like we all talked about it in our, like our fans football group chat and it was very like in the moment. And I know you both were saying, you know, no, it, like you agree, like what you're saying right now. Um, mm-hmm. And me, I think even more so kind of my thoughts on it was initially, I, of course, I mean, that's just what I was thinking was like, cause before Kyrie came out and said all this, I was thinking, Oh, I mean, I was already just thinking in my head, maybe it said it to a few people, like, I hope they can use it, you know, as a platform. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, the thing is, though, I've been thinking about it and kind of I think what um, you guys have both just been saying is that they need to come up. And I think what's really good about this conversation they did have, the 80 players, Kyrie Irving leading it, I'm not sure. Because the thing is, I mean, it's looking like now they are going to play, like – whether some players sit out or not, that's still up to decide, you know, like players could still sit out. That's a hundred percent a possibility, not just like, cause the, the amount of solidarity, the players would have to get in for everyone to sit out. Like players want to play. I mean, they're basketball players. They want to hoop. Like they want to, if they're in the playoffs, they want to get back to it. Um, I mean, like LeBron James, he, he's, yeah, he's, he's ready to go. go. Yeah. And he's led the way in a lot of social issues. You know, he's been a big proponent, big advocate, like, the biggest name in sports really and he's like he thinks we can do it in both ways um 
which I think he's probably the biggest name and the biggest activist. In, yeah. In yeah. Movie. I mean, Patrick Beverly came out and he, he on Twitter and he was saying like, you guys are joking. Like if LeBron says we're playing, we're playing. That's just the way that is the way it is basically. Like he's a, that's just business. Um, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but like, I mean, he kind of put it out there. Like LeBron has so much power. And the thing is, I mean, not to like make it kind of about this, but in one way it makes me at least like think as someone that almost kind of sitting back, Kyrie Irving probably isn't going to play in Disney. He makes $31 million a year. They're not going to the NBA finals. LeBron, you know, and other players that don't make as much money, they also have another, uh, another kind of argument. But LeBron, he's like the number one seed in the West. He wants to play. Like Kyrie has no like um, connection to this season, I feel like, in a way. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. If that With Kyrie, it's kind of like what you were saying, Evan. He doesn't know what he's talking about a lot of the time. I think that's, that hasn't helped that he was the one leading it because a lot of people think that way. So that's what really annoys me about certain stuff like this is that he has a great point, though. And I'm so glad, like, looking back from the night it happened and the news was breaking it, it almost felt like everything was kind of falling apart, like their whole plans and stuff. But um, And it's still – I mean, we don't know if that's really the best thing to do. But I think what I'm trying to say is I think that the conversation, I think, was really important. And for that to now be a debate that we're having today, like, that there, that it even should be questioned if there should be games played. Like – and I think what it, I think what it'll do is I think kind of what um, like you were saying, Moses, is that the NBA needs to do it the right way and how, you know, just wearing a patch or just wearing a T-shirt and talking in the press or afterwards, like that's all normal stuff. You know, that's right. all that that's stuff that's not um, out of the norm. And I'm I'd love to hear you what you guys think, maybe if the NBA does return, what kind of things, maybe like concrete things they should do. Um, I've try to think of like some stuff where I don't know what it would be exactly. Like if they just um, like talk about it a lot, like bring stuff to light, maybe like they do some spotlight stories, um, but some real concrete things they could all work towards. Cause I, I, I don't think anyone, that's the thing. I, I think what people don't want to get mistaken is that I don't think anyone um, like in the NBA is like, like the players at least are wanting to play because they're anti black lives matter. But right. like and that, you know, like I don't think that's necessarily their motivation. But it's it, this whole debate now is questioning like almost your uh, like your seriousness of it, or like if you want how much you really care, I guess. And I think it's kind of unfair to players, maybe like a LeBron who has been so out like out about it and you know speaks on it a lot. So um, what do you guys think? So let's say if the NBA does return, um, anyone can answer this. What what would you guys like to see the NBA do? Um, maybe differently or just in general, like what would you want to see them do to kind of keep bringing it to light and not let us just not let it just become a game. Right. Where that's the, that's the biggest thing. People are going to, we're not going to care about, we're not going to be talking about like the movement anymore. We're talking about how LeBron had 31 the night before. Right. Um, I think, uh, I think uh, a rather strategic or just like a, just like a respectful way of going about it. Well, first I think there's the initial, Uh, point of the fact that the league is you know um heavily uh african-american like it's heavy Mm -hmm. heavily like populated uh by the african-american race um so there's one like you know these players is kind of like what they 
what they love to do. Um, so, you know, like seeing some like black joy out there is, you know, it's always like a positive thing to see, uh, seeing the players play. So I think that's like an initial right. good point, but in terms of something, you know, a league that has like so much like power in the U S I think something they can do is, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the majority of the money or how they make their money is through, um, television yeah. uh that's like the primary source yeah and so my thing is i think uh a lot of the advertising is from sponsors and i think this is where maybe a cut of that fund now you know they're not going to quite make the money from sponsors they're they're kind of have to gonna cut into their fund of taking out those ads of the sponsors and, you know, substituting the different donations people can donate to and getting those, uh, you know, giving those the limelight uh, in terms of, you know, television and what we're watching, as well as, you know, similar to the way they did the all-star game. I think that's like a great way to uh, help the movement and how like, uh, a certain organization um, received a certain uh, X amount of money if they won. And even if right. they lost, uh, the other organization received money. And, you know, um, even at halftime, the stuff you're like propping up uh, can be in celebration of, you, you know, you can, it's, it also doesn't also have to be so draining. Um, you can like celebrate black lives, you know, celebrate right. black art, celebrate, you know, black I inventors, black history. Um, that can be like a, a, a pivotal uh, part of the league, you know, like as part of say a halftime show, but then to also not to tear from the matter, you're also advertising the donations, what they're going for and, you know, the tragedies and the real, uh, the reality of what is going on in this world. Like it's, you know, we're here to watch basketball, but just as much basketball as you're watching, you're also watching um, what is happening uh, right. today. I like that a lot. I, like, I think that's a really good idea with like, um, advertising and maybe even like a, maybe they can make a chunk of like their revenue even if they do keep going with ads towards um different donations and stuff like that um right. what do you think evan what what are some ideas you have maybe i want i want donations i want i want it to be publicized because i i want donations i want it to be publicized i want owners to donate and mm -hmm. if they donate i want that to be publicized because donations in secret it's it's nice that they did it but it's almost nicer to know, you know. I think I think that's a great point. I before you continue, I think that's a really good point because I think that shows people that are still like ignorant. You know, they're not mm -hmm. like I hate. I don't know if you guys saw. We're, I want to talk about the NFL a little bit in a second, in yeah. a little bit. But um, I saw there was some uh, there was some fan going like, oh, um, JJ Watt's gonna stand like you know he's a white player. Right. Mm -hmm. So like then it was clearly a white guy on Twitter saying like, you know, who's who's against kneeling and was saying JJ Watt's going to stand like, of course. And then JJ Watt's like, I'm not like he responded to that guy like I'm, I'm kneeling. I'm, I'm kneeling with my, you know, my fellow teammates and in solidarity. And yeah, so I think it's I, to the point you were saying, Evan, with the owners like making it public. I feel like there's almost a certain like, I don't know, like I don't know the words kind of like a culture or something of people of like white people thinking like they can kind of like racist basically thinking they like are kind of on the same like wavelength and like oh like they don't do that and they still do that so i think seeing someone you know th that guy i guess maybe thought jj watt was prejudiced or or whatever like he didn't want to stand with um with the movement and i think maybe seeing like own white owners specifically do that sort of thing in the in the public i think would help 
I think that would just help people kind of understand that this is something they should really look at themselves at in the mirror and, um, you know, think, maybe think differently. So yeah, go on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and another point on the owners that I forgot to um, mention earlier, it's like the, from starting up the NBA again, it seems like it could be taken as sort of throwing us a bone in a way like, Oh, we're gonna just like, actually not throwing us a bone, but just, just okay now let's get back to regularly scheduled oh yeah mm-hmm. let's let's just yeah. uh make this go away let's mm-hmm. make life get back let's to make normal. them happy that's right like, we don't we don't want back to normal we don't want any of that to happen and then in a league where most of the owners are white and most of the players are black you know it's it's just it's almost it like amplifies the way that that could be taken wrong just mm-hmm. based off the like white savior guess, complex. Yeah, it's, yeah it's just the story the narrative that has happened mm-hmm. and so but yeah so i wouldn't want so what also what i want to happen is i want the name owner to change to like anything else like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> aside from master yeah <laughs> just, just <laughs> yeah director chairman something yeah, I read Chairman was going to be the new name, the new norm, maybe last year. And it's like, where where's that at? Um, I mean, even in anything, like, it's, I mean, outside of sports, you, you own any kind of business, you're an owner. Um, I mean, I guess they view it as like owning a business, less of like owning the players. But in sports, it's a little different. I feel like when um, almost the owners didn't have to do anything to build up that team or anything like that. I mean, owners typically in sports aren't even really there hardly for the money. It's more, I mean, well, the MLB, but because they're a mess. But <laughs> in the NBA, I mean, a lot of the times it's almost like something to like show off at like a one of your rich people party. Oh, I own this team. You know, it's, and that, yeah. and that almost is kind of messed up in a way where it's like, it is almost just like, check out all my good players and all and my team and our location and how we did in the playoffs. And I mean, I think more, I think more or less there's probably owners that are, better than others um mm. like someone i always think of was mark cuban he seems like a very caring owner that like isn't yeah. there for ill reasons but then you have someone like Don mm. sterling who was totally there for all the wrong reasons completely right. and i think there is a there's a middle there and the mm. ones closer to Don sterling need to kind of um they, they, they're always going to be pro getting back to play and going back to normal <laughs> for mm. sure and i think that's the i mean to you know i think they should play and i i but selfishly, it's, I mean, it's partially, it is selfishly. It's because I want sports back. I want the NBA back, right? Like, right. I'm not going to lie. Like, it is partially because I do want to, you know, watch sports again. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I guess maybe, like, be that distraction. So I'm not, and I think anyone who is saying otherwise is lying to themselves. If they're saying they should come back just because it could amplify the, and I think it could, but I don't think it'll make it things I think they could either make it worse or keep it maybe going at the same rate. I don't think they could really amplify it. Maybe. I mean, I, I also was thinking maybe because, you know, us, we're young people. Mm. We're on social media all the time. We're seeing are on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, anything. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of older, you know, especially older white people who, you know, sit down and watch sports on their cable box and don't go on their phone and don't look in and don't educate themselves and don't reach out. Like don't, don't search for learning about the, the movement. While right. if they were watching an NBA game and that stuff was very at the forefront, I mean, it's like the game and then the, the movement. Um, if like that was kind of how it was portrayed, 
maybe that could help. Like maybe that would get it to more eyes um, mm-hmm. in, a, in, in a way. And even as like you guys were saying, where now with kind of the riots dying down, there's been less media attention. And I think that's kind of the normal trend for a lot of things that happen mm-hmm. in the media where, especially when we're in the middle of a pandemic, and mm-hmm. then the, the, the news have kind of gone back to that. I mean, when, when after George Floyd died, I'm just looking as like a media student, it was <laughs> fascinating to see how all of a sudden the pandemic became irrelevant on the news when we're mm. literally in the middle of this pandemic, you know? And, and I think people would say like, that wasn't good, you know, because it's almost like it made people think it was over. Um, right. And maybe we'll see the consequences, consequences of that. But I don't know. I, I, do, I do worry a bit about the whole distraction thing. And I, I worry about the maybe we won attitude of some people that aren't maybe as uh, in it for the right reasons. Um, one positive I'll quickly, uh, I will mention is the fact that like things or other sports are, you know, eventually going to return or other things that are going to occupy media time, uh, you know, is going to return. So if like the NBA can truly, you know, do this while, you know, truly paying respect to the movement and helping, you know, amplify it, uh, even amplifying the things that the media has dropped the ball on, such as like peaceful protests, like those are still happening yet, you know, they're not going to excite people. So, you know, the media is not going to cover it as much, but if the Mm -hmm. NBA can help amplify that, I think that'll really be taking advantage of the fact that, you know, things are going to resume eventually. And so the thing we maybe want to resume, uh, you know, in media or on television is something that's really going to amplify and push the movement. So, yeah, I think that is an advantage of uh, the NBA starting, you know, if they do it the right way. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like if they were to propose, like, you know, how they dropped their prospectus of what's going to happen, that was all those pages long, maybe just like maybe a paragraph on what they're going to do when the season starts. I just want to know, like, it'd be helpful to know. Right. I I think that, yeah yeah that's a good point Evan I think that will happen I think now that they have their I mean the NBA well we'll get to it in a second but like the other leagues like the NFL I have some thoughts on what you guys were just saying but with the NBA they just laid out that crazy what is 133 page thing of their all their plans for Disney and the safety protocols and all that jazz yeah that's what they've been working on right like they, they weren't they weren't working on their other plans right now so I think now that's out of the way I think what they should be doing is turning their focus now to the Black Lives Matters movement and being like, all right, what are we going to do that's real, that has some substance to it, that makes you actually like um, not stay so distract, like not make it just the, a sporting spectacle, you know, like make mm-hmm. us um, be reminded and keep it in our heads and make it, keep it in our focus. Um, I think that's kind of the big thing with what you're just saying with the media is how, I mean, and it's very true in sports, like whatever, like sports um, broadcasts coming out with whatever the media is saying, like, that's what that's what's in the minds of the people that are consuming it. So I think that it's mm-hmm. it's very powerful. And it and if they don't really like I, I the thing is, though, I doubt that players are going to almost allow it to not be at the forefront. I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. But even a guy like LeBron, who's who wasn't on that call and isn't never even thought for a second about canceling the season. I think he was already thinking in his head, like, no, like we're going to definitely do something to keep it going, um, mm-hmm. to, the, to keep it amplified. Um, 
I think it was good also, though, to at least mention it or kind of, you know, let it be a halting point, like let it be a point to make you like stop and think because I'm going to be honest, I doubt, you know, maybe LeBron was thinking it, but I doubt like every single NBA player was like, ah, yes, this is going to be like a main focus in the league. So for sure, you know, help to making people stop and think. Mm -hmm. And and not all you know, not all players have the kind of like pull that LeBron and Kyrie have, you know, like some random guy on the, on the Suns can't come out and say this stuff and no one, and no one will care, you know? Right. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. All right. We're back. I wanted to ask you guys a question. Um, it kind of relates to, I want to talk about the NFL too, a little bit. Um, but going back to kind of 2016, the Colin Kaepernick kind of bringing up Black Lives Matters and making it a big kind of national even worldwide phenomenon like it is now. Like, the, I think it's all I mean, it's always been in the kind of like, I don't know when it was pinned Black Lives Matters or Black Lives Matter. But um, like kind of having it really been being in the news every day and all that. I wanted to ask you guys kind of what the difference you guys have seen, you know, as black men. Um, this time around like it has it because obviously you guys are both kind of um outspoken a bit on it like on social media and all this and you like want to talk about it and you're educated and you like you believe in it a lot clearly and but have you what's been the biggest thing you guys have noticed from say i mean we're we're older now too i mean um that as well i guess but what's been the biggest thing you've noticed maybe just in your whole lifetime or even specifically like in 2016 when Colin Kaepernick was really bringing it to like the forefront of like America and um, media and just like in everyone's home. It was like, he just became a um, household name overnight. Like what is the biggest difference you guys have seen or felt? Well, this one, this time around is completely different. Like, like you read yeah. about things that have happened and you know, like when Trayvon Martin died, there yeah. was all the, all the like violent protests, whatever you want to call it. And then it just happens. Like, it's like it seemed like it was cycles like oh yeah it's gonna be the protest maybe a little something's gonna happen mm-hmm. and it'll be over exactly so now this one the whole world is involved two there's a protest in every single state yeah. and then you got roger goodell going back on his word the man who wouldn't even speak on colin kaepernick back in the day and you yeah and that he was wrong like it takes a it takes a lot to say that I was wrong. Yeah. And he was so outspoken on how it was bad. And uh, so I think this time actual change is happening. Like you see uh, NASCAR band, Confederate flag, Confederate monuments being taken down, Christopher Columbus coming down. I mean, it's not really like the, the government that's doing it, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's nice to see like you as a black male as a black man now it's it you you know you learn about what what happens like your parents teach you from a young age that racism is is real racism is alive you watch your shows you watch your documentaries but it's a completely different thing to see it actually happen and yeah. to be living in history it's just it's kind of surreal and it's it's a lot of emotions that go through you on a daily basis yeah and it's 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 interesting is where i'll leave it it is interesting but i'm glad <laughs> okay. yeah um i definitely say like the difference 
one is like age for sure because um you know when you're younger you're still you're you're actually you're still learning about a lot of these things and you know i remember being uh in middle school um you know when i heard about trayvon martin and um and you know while the same kind of you know protests uh and um the moving of the movement was happening. I wasn't as aware, you know, I wasn't as involved looking in uh, media or um, seeing how people were reacting. Uh, so I think also just like, as you know, somebody who was like Trayvon Martin, I was kind of, um, you know, sheltered in a way. Uh, so, you know, I wasn't as aware, uh, especially when Colin Kaepernick, you know, when he was kneeling, I think, I think people people were obvious because the movement it's not new like this has been going yeah. on for like a, a while um and I think I I think uh now you know I mean yeah and not to cut you off but yeah. I mean talking about just as someone who like watches documentaries and reads articles about history and I was just in this sports media class we got all into um all these different like the 1968 Olympics where they held up the fist that was right. like where um and that was I mean all that stuff talk about like how the movement hasn't gone anywhere i mean it's been a thing it the the names have changed like it kind of went from like a civil rights movement now in the modern day it's black lives matter that's what people like associate it with um but like i mean it's been going correct me if i'm wrong it's been going on for like ever you know it's not like it's like gone anywhere it's um i think that's kind of a big thing i've noticed where i think people try to um i mean i guess it's like a white man it's (laughs) how i've seen it i guess a bit it's just how it's like you know, I'm not racist, obviously. Like, I, it's just not, I, I was, wasn't raised that way. I've never thought that way. But that's not, it's, uh, I think it's less of that and more, but I'm also a privileged white man. You know, I'm not some guy that, like, you know, we, we all went to a high school that was very white. <laughs> like, you guys yeah. were like flies and milk. Like, there wasn't, you, I could count on both my hands how many, um, black like, black kids were in our, in our grade. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, so it's one of those things where, but I was never, but I was never like raised racist. That, that. I think the biggest thing, I think the biggest difference I've seen, um, you can go back to what you're saying to Moses is, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's less like, oh, I'm not racist, but more like I'm against racism. Like, it's not like I'm accepting it or like, and I think also someone who maybe is a little like more in the clouds and thinks that like kind of an optimistic person thinks it's not as bad as it really is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot of, it's been a lot of listening, um, all these stories coming out and really being like, you know, this is important. You have to stand up for this stuff. You can't just, I don't, I just don't think it's good enough to not be racist. You know, <laughs> I think that, yeah, and I think that's what, and to say what, how it's been different and like, it's been all over the world. I think that's, I think that's what, it's kind of been the awakening for a lot of people is that it's mm-hmm. not, that's not good enough. Like where there is, cause there are still racists out there and they still fester and they still, and it's, and like we've, the systemic racism it's not just like people i think i think mm-hmm. people is the problem but it's it's also in our um just our systems Society. and our schools and um economics and all that and it's just i don't know it's very interesting it's been very educational really mm-hmm. um but yeah go on with what you're saying moses kind of cut you off um, there. yeah yeah uh so basically i just think also just that willingness to like uh listen in that you know i think mm-hmm. also uh a great uh, source of not to say that these haven't been made before, but even in like um, movies or in television, like it's, it's not letting up. 
Um, it's the fact that like, and the thing is, it actually hasn't, people haven't really been, you know, quote unquote, letting, uh, letting up. Um, it's just distractions kind of get infused, but it's like the movement never, yeah. never stops. And I think uh, now in a time, I will say, I think coronavirus is actually a big contributor to like, this time and the fact that we're all everybody the world yeah is you know it's everything kind of had to stop mm-hmm. yet and that should be like a wake-up kind of like a wake-up call in the sense you know there's there is other issues but it's just like everything has stopped yet we're still killing african americans like we're in a we're in a pandemic and you know the and then that's when you look and you go yes it's like not big enough or not good enough to be you know Oh, I'm not racist. You have to be against racism. You have to get into the system. And um, it's more, yeah, you know, it's more. There's more to be done than to just like, you know, okay, I see Colin Kaepernick kneeling and, you know, say like a white person going, ah, under, you know, I understand. Yeah, he doesn't want to, uh, he doesn't basically want to pay like homage to a country that like doesn't treat him as as equal and then go, I understand and call it a day. Whereas like now there's the time to really like, analyze and 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 look at this and you know identify the issues identify the systemic uh issues and know that it's way 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 deeper rooted than um just just having racist in society because even if you know um say like hypothetical utopia there's no racist that exists the system that we've created in this country is still uh racist it's still a racist system that has to be changed um and adjusted so there's just i think it's just eye eye opening for people now to like you know be in a calm state to really realize how much work has to be done and that we can't just stop this movement Mm -hmm. like it's got to be loud and it's got to it's got to keep charging on yeah i I think the loudness of it is definitely shown Mm -hmm. through yeah and i think i think one that coronavirus has helped like moses said because another reason is because um you're forced to we were forced to be at home for so long we we're forced to nothing was happening no sports are even happening so it's like there's no noise distracting right. from anybody and uh i forgot my second point so yeah. <laughs> but well <laughs> something i was gonna say is that we're seeing like you're saying the roots of it and we're seeing that in all, a lot of different things where it's stuff you would never think about even like the whole aunt jemima um brand changing now mm-hmm. something that you're growing up i mean until i knew what like that it was i thought like she's like on the cover like the woman that's portrayed on the bottle like oh she's the one that made it or like uncle Mm -hmm. um what is it uncle sam's uncle uncle ben Ben. that's uncle ben's like Mm -hmm. i thought they were you you know when you think you you don't think that's like i don't know none of that you ever really think about and i don't and what frustrates me no i mean well most people don't know it's like Mm -hmm. because it's so it gets buried i think kind of the origins of stuff gets buried and then you just live with it and you move on and people forget i think that's Mm -hmm. i think i think what i like seeing is that kind of an uprooting of some of the crappy the crappy kind of seeds that were dropped years ago I, i i think that's really good that we're starting to kind of maybe pick some of those out so then all the branches of that can crumble with them and i mean that's a small thing the aunt jemima thing but i think it's important and i think for people that like it bothers them or they're upset who cares like it's a freaking bottle of maple syrup that's what i don't get it's like how can you get upset over that um Mm -hmm. to me anyway it's like just let it i mean if it's questionable at all as whether it's racist or not 
just fix it you know right <laughs> like yeah. why is like, it something that has to be like debatable to me or like you have to be worried about it'll taste the same they'll make it some name who cares like i, I don't know that's just me like why not why not change those sort of things like like or you're saying like be you'd be you're kind of like upset at the people who are like getting upset at like the fact that the brand is being retired yeah um, like people that are yeah. like people that are arguing <laughs> against like why are they changing it like it's fine like right. what why or i think what i hate a lot is almost like why mess with that it's not a big deal mm-hmm. and i think that's the bad attitude to have that's a bad mindset to have in my mind you know it's mm-hmm. like who like it's a, I, it's a bit it's a big deal because it's not like it's uh it's just not right it's, it's, that's the mindset that has been going on for like the whole time though right it's like oh it's just not that big of a deal they can get over it oh i wouldn't mind if that happened to me but right. i don't see all the underlying things that have happened and it's not portrayed in the media and it's not taught in schools mm-hmm. and that's what i was gonna say i i think that they need to do a better job of teaching racism as a as a current issue and not as oh this happened in the 60s because i saw something yeah. on twitter that's like they're putting actual civil rights uh, like pictures in black and white instead of color because they want people to think that it was a longer time ago. Mm-hmm. Just, that's not how you're supposed to do it. They're trying to make us live in this like happy fairyland. Yeah. yeah. That's why people don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the other reasons why this the Black Lives Matter movement is gaining, gaining more traction is because us children who weren't taught these things are more receptive to being not racist. Like, right. I mean, obviously me as a black man, I'm not gonna really have those types of reservations, but- Right, um, but like myself as, yeah, a, as so, a white guy. Yeah, right. so it's like we're, it's, it's not like it's taught to be racist from our parents, but it's not, or from a, a white person's parents that the typical person isn't taught to be racist, mm-hmm. but you're not taught about racism. Yeah, it's messed yeah, up. So. I, th- I love that what you just said about that's what we were, I was saying. We learned about it in one of my classes recently about this post-racism kind of theory and where it's how we live. Some, something happens, like, say, the civil rights movement. Martin Luther King um, comes, I mean, passes away. And it's like we learn about these things in school. Like, that's a perfect way of putting it. We learn about it in school and we're like, oh, that doesn't happen anymore because you're not a racist. You, we're in classes with the, everyone's mixed in classes together. You're not it's not like. I think um, maybe back in the day um, when things were obviously segregated and it was, and it was worse. I mean, clearly things have gotten somewhat better, but it's not, it's not, you know, everything isn't, isn't perfect. And that's the thing. And it, and it should be, I mean, it should be equal. I think equality still has not been reached. And I think that's the point, but in class, you're like, Oh, that doesn't happen now. And you can't see it with your eyes. Like in, in with, with just like um, your naked eye, you can't really notice it unless you see something blatantly happen as a white person i think you know like when you're not if you're not being a racist unless you see someone be racist you're not really seeing it as much you don't feel it and you don't think it because what you just said of your education you, mm-hmm. it's so true like that needs to change like that real i think I, I really believe in that because it is taught and it does feel like it's such like almost it's old news you know like it, it that happened a long time ago um like let's move like that, that that's not really relevant anymore when it when it totally is and we're seeing that you know mm-hmm. every day in the news nowadays and it's 2020 you know like I, martin luther king died f- 
40 years ago. Lost a little he support. Was killed. They don't stress mm. that enough. Yes. They, he was like, murdered. They murdered. And then also that, like, the, the um, you know, because I will say a lot of, like, you know, privileged, you know, white people have been bringing in, you know, oh, well, Martin, you know, literally trying to tell his his son how uh, how, how his father was. Like, ah, he was a yeah. peaceful, like, pro. But to be honest, like, the thing that, that launched, like, the biggest, like, upheaval and amount of change uh was with his death was the fact that like he died you know the fact that somebody has to die for like change you know similar here with like george floyd you know this yeah movement, exactly it, it, the only time the movement really gets kind of that media coverage or upheavals when someone dies and you know mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that way but i think also one factor that maybe uh has caused uh you know along with what i've been saying earlier but like i think another factor that has caused uh this to be you know a movement with the most traction and be different is the fact that i think um the awareness of what allyship actually is and how you you know you can't just kind of be like ah yes i'm an ally because i have black friends like you know, that's not, that's not a thing anymore. That's not one that's, you know, it never was enough, but it's definitely known that that isn't enough. And I think people are also becoming more aware of like what privilege is and the privilege that they, that they have. And people really just taking Mm -hmm. a moment to acknowledge, you know, the kind of uh, privilege they have and how they can now use it uh, towards the movement. And that is how escalate things like even you know i'm black but even as like an african-american like male like being a male um in society i have a privilege that i um should you know figure out and should become aware and conscious of how to use and how to use properly like people are really you know analyzing these things here um and not everyone but more people and i think that's what's also allowing for the movement to be more effective as people are like you know garnering some humility and becoming more humble and going like let me what what's the problem within myself like let me fix myself as well um and i think also it's the people that have privilege and the people in power that are really you know that really have to like bring about the the change um Mm -hmm. and can you know put it it can actually effectively you know put it into place and so if those if those people can kind of like analyze and see what's wrong uh they they're the ones that can make the change even more effective such as like how we have laws changing now with uh the way um police can handle uh citizens who they're putting under arrest or even you know um laws out there for abolishing the police or defunding the police um Mm. and getting more trained uh officials uh more trained professions uh in substitute um areas of their jobs such as like psychologists and healthcare professionals that can de-escalate situations a lot better than officers who receive very little training so it's like i think that awareness like not just kind of going oh we live in a society that's like racist we gotta like fix it it's really like you know getting down in the nitty-gritty and like analyzing the depth of this issue um and poking and pulling out those uh little tiny problems and fixing them one by one that's why i think uh yeah yeah Yeah, i think that's important and i think um what makes me most upset is that like it's it is nice if we do like if there are rule changes you know with how police officers can handle people and it but to me i mean it's good like i'm for it it's just in my head i know 
the way people think it's it's a heart issue to me it's like what people actually like you know it's how people treat others it, it's it's less about like um almost like uh what's what i'm looking for um kind of useful things like like real lo- like logistics like actual real things you can get your hands on and mm-hmm. i mean real change comes when people have a change of heart in my mind you know like because e- no matter what that the police officer that killed George Floyd was not trained to put his knee on his neck for eight minutes, you know, um, like that was nothing or something he was like trained to do, but he one, did it. One thing I will say though, that uh, just in, in, um, in response to the whole training aspect is mm-hmm. how that like that has to be changed because while police aren't like trained to maybe take certain physical, uh, uh, physical, um, what, what would I say? Uh, physical choices and how they like resolve issues. Yeah. They are trained in a way to uh, target certain groups. And I mm-hmm. think that also should, should change. Like, yes, obviously they need to be trained in how to deescalate, but they are like um, trained in targeting minor uh, minoritized groups, uh, black and brown people. Um, and I also think the thing of like quotas is is stupid like how you have to meet a certain yeah. quota to like stay on the force so now it's like to keep their job they got to meet the quota and like how are they going to easily meet the quota when the month is ending oh let me go into like the um a poor neighborhood brown, or something yeah poor neighborhood black and brown communities and mm-hmm. like you know uh stop uh stop a just an innocent um unarmed uh black and brown citizen and you know make an arrest and uh mm-hmm. with no with no cause yeah and then somebody ends up dead you know so right. it's like they get yeah. away with it because it seems almost you know it's it's normal <laughs> it's <a part laughs> right yeah but also a uh, thing that they were saying that it's it's a uh, it's also a part of it's a hard issue too i agree yeah. with that i've had mm-hmm. people in my dms saying that it's only a hard issue and that's where i want to like draw the line is not mm-hmm. only a hard issue because you got they're trained to target us one and then two it's like how about the policies in place actually bring the book down on the people who killed unarmed black men like mm-hmm. they all if you get off the free. police should be right. that, like the same yeah. responsibility yeah. and accountability like if you that, kill someone you kill someone mm-hmm. they should be scared like yeah. yeah they may want to kill me but they should be scared about what's going to happen to them right but they're, they're not, doing it yeah. without any repercussions that's right. how i think that that's the one way to combat it yeah, yeah totally i mean that's i think one of the biggest things with how things could change is that these guys that they get they get free like they don't even have to even like because they are police officers they, they're so like um i don't know what the word is just kind of like they can go without fear kind of like fearless about it they don't have to like think about it because they know they're police and they know they'll get past you know get free so um it, it's uh, that that part's really messed up like the, the the fact that a lot of these officers like and that the like we as like a community and as a people have to like beg just for george floyd's like killers to right. be and like to be um arrested and it's like that's and it's like a debate you know it's mm-hmm. that the the i mean and it's it's sad too because i think there are a lot of good police officers like not to be like super pro police or anything but they're mm-hmm. i mean they're out they're out there black white like any any kind i mean they're there's good police officers out there that you know do do a good job and aren't so much like that but the fact that there are people that you know you put on that badge and to them it's almost like a almost like a shield or something like it's it it makes them like it makes them above the law 
you know, like that's, I think what the shield is. It's almost less about like enforcing it and keeping us safe when almost some people take advantage of it or think they're above it when they put it on and they get, they get away with killing people, which is like, it's just messed up, even though you're armed and it's your job, but that's, that's not your job, <laughs> you know, like even, even no matter what, no matter what they're doing, I'm sure like, I don't know, it's, it's such a difficult situation and there definitely needs to be some change with people because it's just, and I just said it like, you know, I think there are good police officers, but it's not a, it's not an excuse for the bad ones. Like there shouldn't be any right. bad ones. <laughs> like, be, yeah. And, and they should be like held accountable if, you, if they are bad. That's the thing. It's like they protect, I'm, uh, I mean, and that's the thing, like the, the quote unquote good ones are actually just as bad because they're protecting the bad ones. I don't know if you uh, saw, uh, if you guys ever saw um, the full video with uh, Richard uh, Brooks and how that whole um, situation went down with him getting shot. But like mm-hmm. um, immediately, you know, after he was shot uh, and cause they do, they still had the police cams, but after he was shot and uh, the officer was like, I guess talking with um, like his higher up, it was like, you know, even in the dialogue, even in that language, it was, you know, are you okay? In, like in regards to the officer that shot Rashad, it was like, are you okay? Like, like, don't, Hey, don't worry about this. Like, like, um, you know, we're going to, we'll help you out. Like, it'll be all right. right. You, you know, like the first, it wasn't, wow, there's a man that was shot and like possibly dead. It was, nah, we're going to help out the fellow like police officer first. And it's, you know, you have, you got to hold, if you're in a system like that and there are, you're a quote unquote good cop amongst other bad ones. You have to hold them accountable. Like mm-hmm. right. you killed a man. You yeah, can't you're being oh, complicit. Yeah. We can, oh, we'll help you get off. No, you gotta, if you're a quote unquote mm-hmm. good cop, like you need to do your job. Right. So, yeah, and you got to realize that how many, how many of things have been covered up because of this, like of them protecting each other's backs. The right. Why we know about the ones that we know about is because of and it's like, getting cameras. covered in the media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we all have cameras now. So it's just, you got to think that just the numbers that we know about and the things that we know about is such a bigger issue than yeah. what it is because they cover up a whole lot more. Yeah. Right. That's what I think. I mean, this whole George Floyd incident, it was all caught on camera. Yeah. Um, so it's like, and people freak out about it. like, you know, there's someone who's maybe, you know, white or whatever and don't think about, um, the movement or racism very much and maybe they're not racist but they see that and they're like oh my gosh i can't believe it and i feel like it's kind of messed up but i don't mean to speak for you guys but almost like you guys could believe it i think almost <laughs> more than maybe like someone like that because it's like yeah this these things do happen you know and, and it needs to be changed and it's like so it's terrible he died but i mm-hmm. think the fact that it was caught on camera um like and, and started this whole this whole movement i think really really um helped like whoever whoever took that video i mean good on them because like yeah. it, it really i think i mean it's right in front of your face like it, it's a like completely jacked like it's so messed up like people i think a lot of people you know they, they need to see something to believe it <laughs> if you right. don't really automatically believe in something or don't want to listen so i think that really helped um turning back around to kind of to finish it off here mm-hmm. we have just a few minutes left um kind of back to sports um with with the goodell comments so he does he did just recently come out like evan said earlier um and you know said he was wrong mentioned colin kaepernick um by name which i thought was kind of surprising yeah yeah that was i was pretty surprised to hear him actually say his name but (laughs) my kind of thought with that as someone who like um i don't know learns about the media and perception all this 
I'm curious what you guys think because to me it, it it rings a little ingenuous like disingenuous to me. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, right now NASCAR is making progress and NASCAR mm-hmm. is a known white America sport, you know, right. like like an event for the most part. Like that's like mm-hmm. the vast majority. And I mean they they're even doing making steps. I mean, um I mean, the fact the Confederate flag's still allowed is yeah. well, whatever. But you got um, the SEC. You got the SEC saying that they're not gonna have championships in in Mississippi because they have the Confederate flag on their on their state flag. You got the NCAA mm-hmm. saying similar things. You got all these leagues. Saying, right. Saying, yeah. Yeah. The thing right. is though, what makes me question it, and not to be a party pooper, but it's like it, it's a it's not a fad, but it's a popular thing to do right now. And a lot of people are waking up and we don't know what these leaders actually think. They might, what I think what they might think is they look at something, they think, how many people are we going to upset about doing, like taking away something or say like the, the Confederate flag, kneeling, um, what you just said about the NCAA and not playing Mississippi and kind of balance that. I think in 2016, there was a lot more people that were less kind of aware of these situations and were less, you know, in the movement. Because I think in 2016, I think it was viewed as more of like only black people were involved in the black lives matters movement and now that's not the case um and now it's you know it's everyone's making changes and it's almost like if you don't your silence would be a little more powerful than if you did speak so it's i'm not saying it's not good it's all good i just question kind of not i mean i just like to poke it to get uh goodell because i just don't think he's a great person um or commissioner but it's like to me it's like yeah it's so easy to say it now you know like it's so easy to stick up for it now and like i mean it's good it's good to say you're wrong and it's you know it's it's admirable you know i mean apologizing and admitting you're you're wrong is good but to me it's like it's so easy now to say that when everyone is like i mean what it feels like everyone not everyone but everyone like a lot of people in the media and fan, even fans like less people are going to like sit out watching the NFL for kneeling like mm-hmm. more people are more aware of the issues and are a part of the movement and i don't know that, that's just kind of what i thought when i saw those things i don't know if you guys have any similar yeah, i mean it's definitely them. a pr move i yeah. i'll appreciate it because it right. is what it is but it's I mean, it's still movie. good. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that they would have done this if they didn't think that it would reap, they would reap positive benefits. Right. Because they haven't. But I mean, I can't really knock them, but I'm not going to praise them because it's what they should do. But I'm not yeah. going to knock them. Yeah. I think, I, think, uh, I think it definitely is a performative activism uh, tactic uh, in the sense that, like, maybe it, it, it actually very well could be. Not not all too genuine, very like disingenuine, but it's like to kind of like save themselves. Um, and I think uh, now, do am I happy that they said something? Yes, because silence is loud, and it would have been yeah, um, if they exactly. decided to be tone deaf to the situation, that would have been worse. However, mm-hmm. I think uh, it should be uh, if they're gonna say something, then you know they shouldn't expect to like reap any benefits from it um because otherwise you're making an investment you're investing within the black lives matter movement hoping that you're gonna you know receive benefits and profit out of it like they should receive you know no pat on the back no praise uh kind of what evan was saying you know um good on them that they did it however you know i'm not gonna praise them for doing it and i think uh just 
an example of that is very much, and I'm still not going to praise them for doing it because it's what they should do. But an example of it is seen in the NASCAR situation where your uh, the demographic of your audience are people, you know, you know, white conservative people who very much would hold up a Confederate flag on the daily, mm-hmm. and you're, um, you know, you're supporting the movement and banning that kind of behavior. Um, and that's gonna that might take a, a toll, like a huge toll on your your sport industry. Um, however, that shouldn't matter because, like I said, you know, you're not doing it for the profit. You're not doing it for the praise. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Um, and so I think that's like exemplary uh, in kind of how they handle that situation. Um, then again, like, am I gonna really praise them? No, because they don't need. This isn't like a child. You don't need yeah. positive reinforcement to continue this behavior. This is the right thing to do. Right. So yeah. Yeah. And I mean, going back to the very beginning of the pod, like what we were saying is that, I mean, the NFL was coming. You want, you think the NFL would ever consider not playing due to the movement? Nah. You know, I think, I think the NBA players are a little more, um, I think, I think the NBA is probably the most, um, I don't know, maybe progressive, I guess, of any of the leagues. Especially the most moved. power. Right? Exactly. More the, power. Than, yeah, yeah. Especially certainly, the US. Yeah. Certainly. Or around um, the world, actually. Yeah, I mean, there's less players in that league because there's less players per team. Um, they, they make like the player empowerment movement. Like, they just have a lot of power when it comes to like making money, um, endorsement deals. Like, these guys are very wealthy. They're celebrity. They just are, there's more celebrities coming out of the NBA. And um, yeah, it is interesting. I mean, we'll see what even happens with college football and uh, the NFL. I, I'm still confused. I'm ready for the fall almost to hit like September just to see what even happens because the nba has a very tight good plan for coming back you know like um outside i mean just we're just COVID now just like related to that like in these other leagues i mean and college football how the heck is that gonna that happen nothing, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and they're so and they're so dense like uh the ncaa i doubt i mean in the nfl i mean i have no doubt the nfl is gonna play whether it's in a very safe environment I don't know. And I don't know if they particularly are going to care all that much. Um, mm. I mean, they're clearly testing players because Ezekiel Elliott just came out um, as positive and some other players in the Texans and the Cowboys and stuff. But I don't know. It's just crazy. Um, but we'll definitely see people kneeling um, for sure. But anyway, guys, mm. uh, thanks for joining me. This was a good chat. I hope people, our listeners enjoyed it. Yes, sir. Oh, sure, and it's, it's it's happy June ninth, Juneteenth, man. Yeah, happy Juneteenth. I, I don't think yeah. I said that, but if you don't know what it is, is the day the last slaves got word of the uh, Emancipation Proclamation. Proclamation. So it is what it is. Celebrate yeah. it. Celebrate it. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me. Always. Always.